I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim, Super Dave, and Ann Peterson Stutz as our special guest today. Morning, everybody. Good morning, and welcome, Ann. Yeah, Thanks. welcome, Ann. <laughs> it sounds like welcome in. Do you ever hear people say that? When welcome in. Welcome in. Yeah. Welcome yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcoming. So, never heard the term welcome in before until one day I went to uh, Verizon and I walked in and they were like, welcome in. And then now everywhere I go, I hear that. It's like taking really? over real till. Hmm. I have never business. heard Now it. I'm going to hear it. Yep. I've never heard it before. Well, me and Oswaldo say it to people now. Welcome in. in. Yes. I but, know it seems like you're going to sound bougie again, but I think the Starbucks is always welcome in. Uh, maybe they got it from there. I don't go to Starbucks. Yeah, I, I knew you'd mm-hmm. tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> the only time of, I've ever been to a Starbucks is getting Jackie a coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I usually do the teas. Try to. Try to save a little bit of money. But. There's a lot of other coffee shops that love guns. Yeah. 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 Or even if they don't love them, they're not anti-guns. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, welcome, it's, Ann. It's, it's back to the Bud Light thing. <laughs> and hi, Ann. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kick it off with the pledge. I pledge, pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag of the United States, States of America and to the republic for which, which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with, with liberty and justice for all. Trucker prayer. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and the making of good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery. For all of our family members that are ill, no matter what, we trust you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. You know, what a, I don't know, I, the Pledge of Allegiance and the Trucker Prayer, what a good way to start a Wednesday. And yeah. I could I could, I could, could end on those two things. All right. You, you know, not, not, not that I would have been done. It's just, <laughs> it's just, they're good words. If you yeah. think about it and, and, and read both of them and, and soak it in, it's good yeah. stuff, you know. I agree. As a reminder, everything you hear or anything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just uh, Super Dave's, Jim's, myself, and Ann's opinion. Going to blame it all on Ann. She's the newbie. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Episode 90 had 567 downloads. We were at 42.3 thousand total downloads, and we have 208 followers. Watch out, Joe Rogan. But what's really cool is Nigeria has had three listens this month. And Kuwait has had two, so huh. that's not by accident. Well, yeah, there's truckers in both of those countries, right? Maybe yeah. they just oh, 
maybe somebody in Colorado or mm-hmm. knows us by some weird chance. Maybe just likes the podcast. Like you said, watch out, Joe Rogan. Exactly. Um, I think Sean Ryan, the Sean Ryan show is number two in the podcast world right now. So he's pretty excited. He's catching up to Joe Rogan. Mm, I don't I don't really know that name, Jen. Yeah. Channel that? 23 is number three. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah that's all we care about. We'll uh, Sean Ryan, he is, I'll have to send you some of his stuff. Yeah, it's, I just don't, decent. don't recognize it. Yep. Uh, the big news, though, episode 84, which was uh, the Paco Nahara also known as the Trades for My Community podcast, is at 908 downloads. Wow. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's one episode, 908 downloads. That's impressive. Yes, it is. Yes, is it that is. our most listened to? It is the most listened to podcast. Uh, Albert Fry's episode is like in the high 860s, uh-huh. if I remember correct. Like eight sixty. Knocked him out of first place, did he? Knocked him out. Yeah, but he did it in a week. He knocked him out in a week. Wow. Mm. Yeah, he went over out in a week. So That's because Paco just keeps logging on. <laughs> yeah, <all day>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kidding, Paco. Or, or Lauren. You know, she, <laughs> right now. It's it's yeah. good stuff, you guys. I, I'm 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 proud of it. That's a good a good goal and, and uh good topic, you, huh? Yeah, good yeah. topic, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And don't forget it's not too late to donate to the trades for my <clears> community. Um I'll give that information here towards the end of the podcast, but okay. it's it's on August 20th, so you still got some time. All right. Perfect. Cool. It's time for the Dad Joke Challenge, and we always let the fresh blood go first. And I am prepared. Wow. I have a mom joke. Mom joke? Like a yo mama joke or no, a mom joke? mom joke. Okay. I said, um, what do you call a mom who can't draw? Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> Not an artist. <laughs> Close. Dad. Dad. Um, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy. Ah, Tracy. That's good. Right? Nice. Oh, man. Dad's bringing the heat. Yeah, way to start <laughs> it off. Yeah. Nice. And then I have a mom quote. It says, when your children are teenagers, it is important to have a dog so that someone is happy to see you. <laughs> I love that. That's, That's from. I do, too. Norrin Ephraim, who wrote the screenplays for Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Are those rom-coms? Is that what those? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, definitely yeah. a rom-com. Right. Uh-huh. So well, it's true because my dogs are always happy to see me. Right, Dave. Right, <laughs> yeah. I, I come home and Jackie looks at me and says, well, you look crabby. <laughs> Why? Okay, well, you're right, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, I know you guys see me the other day, but. Uh, oh. Allie Watson. Oh, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so I said Holly, what did you do to that dog? She said, so "Not me." He's, he's kind of like a happy to see you gremlin or Care Bear or whatever. So everybody knows my my daughter Allie. She's a dog groomer. I think I've mentioned it before, but she dyed her little white dog bright green. It's like a teal almost. Yeah, it's yeah. a teal. It's like mint julep mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. What's so cool about dogs? I mean, dogs have feelings. You can make them sad, but they don't care about the way they look. No. Because if they no. did, Watson would be upset. <laughs> that's, well, what, that's what we told Allie, that he was re- depressed. Yeah, supposedly they don't see colors. Yeah? Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I read. Good, anyway. Yeah. If it's true, yeah. nobody uh, can ask a dog. You right? Know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He don't care, though. He's jumping up and down the stairs. Just yeah, like, he was, oh. it's all good, yeah. Holly made a funny comment, and I thought it was right or true. She said, well, I don't know why she didn't dye her pink. For uh, the Barbie movie. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, exactly. there you go. Right. Everything's pink right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, you you did. Want me to go? Sure. Okay. Before I forget it. <laughs> but uh, a grasshopper walks into a bar. Okay. And the bartender looks at him and says, hey, we serve a drink named after you. And the grasshopper says, you have a drink named Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All that's, right. That's, H- funny laugh. that's funny though, because I remember I was probably 10, 11. We were at a restaurant, and my grandfather, well, we were at a restaurant and we're getting dessert, and there was like a roach or something that walked by. And then my grandfather, in his humor, ordered a grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So mine is that a, a flatbed driver and an end dump driver walks into a candy store. And the flatbed driver says, hey, watch this. And he steals three candy bars, puts them in his pocket, and they walk out. The flatbed driver's like, man, I am so good. Nobody even caught me. Can you, can you believe that? I am so good. And the end-up driver's like, no, no, no. He says, come on. He says, let's go back to the candy store right quick. He says, I'll, I'll show you what good is. And the guy's like, okay, all right. So they walk back in the candy store, and the end-up driver's like, hey, to the store clerk he says you want to see a magic trick and the clerk's like yeah sure okay so he says give me a candy bar gives the end dump driver a candy bar and he eats it and the store clerk kind of looks at him and goes hey would you get me another one so the end dump driver eats another one store clerk's looking at him and goes okay give me one more and the end dump driver eats the candy bar and the store clerk's like what the heck where's the magic he said, hey, he said, all three of those candy bars are in that other driver's <laughs> pocket. <laughs> That's good. I like that. All right. In honor of Anne's presence, do you know what graphic designers smoke to get high? <laughs> no. Adobe. 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 <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. How many graphic designers does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, I don't know. Does it have to be a light bulb? I, I have this other idea. <laughs> right. That's funny. Oh, man, that's uh, a good thank one. you, Jam. You're welcome. New employees. We got Walter Salas, Hector Rivera, Melvin Walton, and Charles. Welcome to the fleet, guys. Welcome, welcome everybody. everybody. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. Met those guys the other morning. Seemed like a good group of guys starting. Oh, yeah. Celebrations, anniversaries. Wow, this one's a... Not a surprise that he made it a year, but it went quick. Greg Wise, one year yesterday. He was super stoked yesterday afternoon. Yeah, when he he came downstairs and had his anniversary shirt, and he had to show it to me. He says, I made it a year. And I said, one down, 20 more to go. (laughs) I hope so. Man, it went quick. Like some guys, yeah. Greg Wise seems, wow, a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Birthdays. Sunday was David Gaines' birthday. Jason Gamage had a birthday yesterday. Dustin Courier's birthday is tomorrow. And then Randy Hogue, his birthday's Friday. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, yeah. happy birthday, everybody. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. And then family birthday celebrations. We got Dariel Colmonero. He's turning four this week or turned four this week. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yep. Gabe's son. Yep. Yep. All of his kids matched their names, like Gabriel, Dariel, and then the wife and the daughters, they're all... Oh, uh, a lot good. of people yeah, do like, do that. Yeah. You know, they have all J children or L children, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 
It's pretty cool. He's a big family man. Shout outs first on the list. We want to give a shout out to Jim Senior, uh, just because he got some good news yesterday. Yeah, he did, Jim. He's uh, I think we mentioned it earlier in one of the podcasts. Maybe we didn't, but uh, he's has lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Still has lung cancer, but he did take treatment, and uh, they've basically killed the the tumor in the lungs. So great. Um, yeah, so it's good stuff. Uh, still with lung cancer, from what we understand in the in the appointment yesterday, it can come back. You know, there nobody's ever out of danger from cancer, but mm-hmm. right now that that one tumor is gone, uh, and so yeah, so shout out to Dad, yeah, congratulations, congrats. and I I think anybody that's you know fighting stuff like that, you you want to you hope the best, and it's never really gone, but they can put a lot of the cancers in remission. I guess I'd call mm-hmm. it. It's that's good, awesome. Good, good stuff. Yep. Amber wanted to give a shout-out to Stingray because he decided to give his free Fitbit that he received from the Coast to Coast Challenge to Veronica. She thought this was a nice gesture to do as she did not make it in enough time to join the program. Stingray took it upon himself to gift his to her. He has one already and wanted to give it to someone that could use it. Thank you, Stingray. And then with that, before I could even get that on the outline, Amber said Coleman just texted Joanne and told her he also wants to give away his as well, because he already has one. And then yesterday, I found out that Jim White donated his as well. <laughs> so, pretty nice, you know, people getting free free stuff, free electronics. And Fitbits aren't super cheap. They're not, you know, super expensive either. But free is better than paying for one, that's for sure. Yeah, the you one know. that, you know, they I won, I guess, Jim, by signing up. It was a really nice it's one. It's like 150 bucks, probably. Yeah, 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 that Versa yeah. 2. It looked yeah. really, it was awesome, yeah. Nice. Amber also said she wants to give a shout-out to Ann. She rarely gets a shout-out, and I would like to thank her for helping me on customer tickets when they can become quite confusing at times with how the different customers need them to appear for the customers. She is a big help in this area, so wanted to tell her thank you. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you, Amber. Thank you, Ann. Yeah, absolutely, Anne. You know what's thank so you. cool about that is Amber didn't know Ann was coming on the podcast, and I was like, wow, we're... What great timing for her. That works out, didn't <laughs> that it? That worked out great. <laughs> yep. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to David Olson. I don't know if everybody knows when somebody starts working here. About the one- to two-week period, I get to meet with that driver, talk to them about how things are going, and we also give them an uh, Amazon gift card. Well, he used that Amazon gift card to buy his two sons JFW coloring books. Oh, you know, that's that was, cool. Yeah. yeah, that is really cool. Yep. I didn't, I don't have the total number, but the last time I talked to George, he had 17 books sold. So mm, that's good. Pretty good. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Jimmy V, and I'm sure Megan does too because she told me about it. But she had a problem with a cooling system where she had to add six or seven gallons of water to get down the hill. Well, Jimmy V actually traveled with her, and he actually helped to do that. So thank you for thank you, Jimmy, for yeah, thanks, Jimmy, sticking by a teammate and actually help help do that. That's mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yeah, I've been in that situation before, and I had to come back from Steamboat and do the same thing uh, years ago with Jim. You probably know that little three inch. Um, it's about three inches around, but three inches long for the old C13s or the C12s that was behind the turbo. Yeah, it yeah, had a it little pinhole. Yeah, it would just you, pop, you wouldn't it? You couldn't reach it, and yeah. anyway, but um, you know, you're going along, and you think, well, is it time to add water? And you pull over, and you have to add. You look in your 
your coolant reservoir in my case it was the radiator and there's nothing in there and you're like oh my gosh i need to add water so you know that's a harrowing experience so those two you know getting that truck back and getting it back in one piece that's that's a great accomplishment and helping the shop to get it back in the first place so good job you guys yeah teamwork right yep nice uh let's see here i want to give a shout out to scooby dustin casey and kendrick for all the asphalt work they did in the red lot and uh, spots one through nine, I think they're doing uh, the other dirt. What is it? Uh, Ten through yeah, on the um, seventy-four. Yeah, 10 through yeah, 70. through yeah, ten through seventy-four. Sixty-four <laughs> spots. Yeah, they said they were doing that today. Yep, yep. yep. So, and then uh, Casey wants to give a shout out to the ones who do it right day in and day out. He didn't mention any names though. Yeah, but you, I mean, you might, we might have so many, Jim. You know, again, you know, it's like that. We we talk a lot, and I know I bring it up every time, but hitting that fence post, we talk about that fence post a lot, but we don't talk about everybody that missed it the 5,000 times, right, you guys? So, absolutely. I think that's great to bring that up and for Casey to do that. Just everybody out there that's just having a good day and, and making it look easy, thank you very much. It makes, it makes everything really good absolutely (laughs) helps out joe i want to give a shout out to kendrick and casey for managing yard 23 and all that goes with it jr was over there helping them with the tarps yesterday and uh that's quite the job even with help and then yard 23 there's just less support over there the lot's not as nice rain causes problems (laughs) i mean just it's a lot of upkeep over there so shout out to casey and kendrick or kendrick and casey yeah, thanks, Jr. for jumping in there too and offering to help Kendrick and Casey. I know Casey's been busy with some other stuff. He did the he did the road up at Arcosa right. and got that done. And then Kendrick's kind of been in charge of the salt bin as such, but he had to pull all the tarps off because we're getting a uh, the a different tarp system to try to cover the salt, stop the the water and the snow, and just make it easier for this summer and next winter. And Hopefully the system works really good, but those guys have worked their their butts off moving that tarps on and off, on and off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it is so dangerous up there in the winter time. When, oh, it's when you're up there and it's been snowing. Those tarps are like a sheet of ice. And yeah, I think we've all taken some spills up there. It does not <laughs> feel good at all. Yeah, because I'd like to. I suppose I should look it up. How long have we been doing that? Four oh, years? Absolutely four years. At least four years, yeah. Right? Because yeah. Bill yeah. was still here when we started. The yeah, opening. so is it five? It'll, yeah. I think this coming winter will be, be five, five? Years. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. so quite a while trying to, yep. you know, get into business, you know, get that blue salt out there. And I know we just received the state bid um, for Colorado, obviously, for Colorado. But uh, uh, his salt is recognized by the state now oh and wow. it used to not be on the bidding list so yeah, the wow. blue salt Honestly, so every year yeah. we've increased yep. um sales yeah. or or you know kyle has yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't look like it and i i hope i'm not that wrong but i think he finally reached thirty thousand tons last year oh wow and then uh he's i mean if we can keep the bin full and you know get the train cars and you know obviously you have snow but i think he's hoping for about forty thousand tons this year and you you just don't think we we do that right yeah. you just but you know all the stuff we direct ship and things like that yeah. it's it's a big, it's starting to be a big part of our business and that's the reason we're we're trying to hang in there with kyle and mm-hmm. and make it work because it's it was a lot of work build that bin last year and mm-hmm. 
get all that paved and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Forty thousand tons is sixteen hundred loads. Right, you just yeah. don't. And we move that. If we move thirty thousand jam, we move that pretty easily. Last year, yeah. it was mm-hmm. like poof. We yeah. we moved it. Yeah, keep in mind too. It's not just a winter time thing. Didn't we just haul a bunch of it to like Centennial yeah. last week or something? To yesterday and today, I think we're hauling super yeah. right off the cars. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, yeah. right, no, direct ships. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> sum, his summer fills. I think I don't know if everybody calls it that, but I think he calls it summer fills. Uh-huh. So yeah. Well, you know, he's got to work around the railroad schedule. It's not like you can just go poof, come up with all these cars in the middle of December yeah. to ship your salt. You know, they're all over the country, and you have to get them when they. When they become available. Yeah, and we're only storing 7,000 tons. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking 30 or 40, 7,000 on the ground is nothing. Sure, right? sure. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just I just reduce it to the ridiculous. So, so 1,600 loads divided by 100 trucks is 16 loads a truck. <laughs> so, if, so if everyone did 16 loads, there's your 40,000 tons. Right. Wow. Right, right. Yeah. But that's the... Two days. <laughs> two, days. <laughs> two days. Yeah, that's that's the that's the force. You know, that's what right. when we you know when you you know you hear dispatch, and I know all the other loads because we don't know of all the other loads. But when they have to pull somebody off and cover one load, like oh, we need to go get this covered. It's like one load, a hundred trucks. We can't cover one load, right. but we don't know about the rest of the loads. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, one more shout out. Armando wanted to give a shout out. He says, "Want to give a shout out to you, the leaders and the brothers, for letting me keep my job after six weeks off. Thank you all for keeping me. And while I was staying home with my wife and she was on recovery, my family and I appreciate it so much. Thank you to and to the JFW family. So uh, basically, Armando's wife had a surgery. They also have a newborn, so he had a." You know, help his wife with the baby, and now she's in, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Rehab. Rehab. Physical therapy. Yeah, physical Physical therapy. therapy. So, yeah, I mean, when people communicate with us, so thank you for your communication, your good communication, Armando. When people communicate and they let us know what's going on in their lives and we could help them, we, of course, step up and help them. I mean, that's what family is about. So, not a problem, buddy. We we like having you around. So yeah. thank you. A- absolutely. Yeah, he came up to me. He just happened to catch me outside the other day, and you know was so thankful. And it, it makes you feel good. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's it's good when they're everybody's working together for a goal. Absolutely. Yep. We actually uh, did take his truck assignment away from him because he was going to be gone for a while, and he mm-hmm. wasn't here that long to begin with. But he's actually back in a truck today. Mm-hmm. So uh, good. Good news for good. for Armando. Yeah. Yep. Anybody else have any shout outs? Yeah, I think I'm I'm good. Just like yeah. I, I really just have to agree with the the one that Casey's everybody that's that's doing it right or, or just making it look easy, thank you. Yep. Any shout outs, Sam? Um, I was trying to think, but I guess I could shout out to my team, Joanne and Amber, for doing yep. a great job and keeping keeping people paid and people It's important. Um and the customers' bills getting out and yeah all on time and all that kind of stuff so um they do a great job of keeping everybody happy also absolutely yeah a lot of uh public relations there huh and that we don't again behind the scenes drivers coming up talking about tickets you know payroll loads all sorts of stuff the insurance and yeah things we just 
we don't ever see an Amber and, and Joanne handle that. And then, you know, you look at the gifts, you know, how many compliments have we gotten on, on the gifts they do. And, and just like we mentioned, like you mentioned, Dave, about the one year, the anniversary shirt, you know, Amber taking care of all that. And I know 5.11's had some issues, haven't they recently, Jam, too, about uh, stock? Not, yeah. I don't know if it's recent, but COVID it's, wrecked everything. So. Yeah, COVID really <laughs> put it. I mean, that's when I noticed it was. Yeah. COVID messed up the supply chain a little bit, and then there's been some changes in staffing that we've felt the effects of. And we just, we had a rock star that we dealt with over there, and then she's changed departments, so now we have not a rock star. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we made a complaint last week or two weeks ago, and maybe it's going to get better. No, good. So, good. You know, we've been, you know, we're, we're not the. The, the largest company that 511 deals with by any means. Right, yeah. But we have been with them for five years. Wow. You know, and that's what I explained to our salesperson. Like, hey, I know we ain't the largest fish in the pond, but, you know, we have been steady Eddie. Every two months you get an order for the last five years. So, yep. And they were super appreciative of the relationship, and they were like, by no means should you feel like you're not important, and we'll take care of it. Oh, so, good. Good response then. Hopefully yeah. it changes. Hopefully. Yeah. So. They have a big store down in Colorado Springs. I didn't know that until I was headed down for my last camping trip down through there. And mm-hmm. Right next to the highway. You can't miss it. Yep. There's one off I-25 and where... 100, uh, 136? Yeah, where yeah. the uh, big sporting goods store yeah. is. Yeah, Cabela's. Cabela's, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, oh, is there one up there? It's, it's tucked in. A, it's only been there, well, probably two years by now, but it's fairly new, Dave. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Darn. I'm a big fan. I have a lot of their gear. So yeah. shoes, pants, stuff like that. Shirts that say JFW on them. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, so our anniversary shirts are made by 511. They're embroidered by their team, and they do a really nice job. So yeah. They Just, do. I get a lot of compliments on the shirts, Jam, because yeah. they're, they're, they're quality, the cut of them, yeah. all the stuff, yeah. Yeah. You just took my pun out of my mouth, Jam. I was going to say, yeah, I've got about five or six shirts <laughs> that say JFW right? on them. <laughs> no shoes or pants, but. That's funny. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's talk about who won $100 last week for uh, recognizing what was wrong with T87. <laughs> Man, there's a lot wrong with that trailer. <laughs> We should get rid of it now. Yeah, because <laughs> man, everybody was coming up with so much stuff. Everybody, everybody picked a lot of stuff out. Nobody did, Jim. Nobody, nobody won the hundred dollars. And the one of the most, uh, yeah, I would call. It, well, there's a lot of important things. A lot of people did catch a lot of things wrong with the trailer. Nothing that was probably what me and Dave considered the top of our list. And the the two things we did have two gentlemen. We got half the question right, so we didn't reward the whole the whole thing, you know. And uh, yeah, just a lot of good good responses, but not the correct one. So one I didn't hear from anybody was that the tailgate is loose on the trailer. The dogs do not touch the dog ears. I'm going to call them, and I know that's my old school terms. But the latches that go over the top of the tailgate are not not touching the bars that stick out on the gate. There's about a quarter of an inch in that tailgate. When you put a load against it, it comes open away from the seal about a quarter of an inch and can easily leak material. Nobody caught that. 
Nobody caught that. And every one of you guys should be inspecting your tailgates. If you can, if you can stick a bar or your your shovel, basically, and you know, at the bottom of the gate, not on the side, so you're scratching the trailer, and you can pry or pull that tailgate open with your hands, it needs to be adjusted, guys. You know, the seal we call it the water seal um, takes care of a lot of that, and that's the reason we run that seal. But none of the tailgates should be loose. You know, we have later in the podcast, we have a deal about a broken windshield jam. And and Super Dave, you guys all know about the broken windshield. But if we have a tailgate that's leaking like that or loose, that's the most important thing because that affects the public, affects, you know, everything. And, and nobody, nobody answered that. Uh, the second thing that we brought up and the reason we picked that specific things out is because this also falls on the shop also, falls on the wash bay, falls on all of us, is the tarp cables that run the tarp back and forth. Nobody cut off the end lead that goes through the last block and the wire is just running down the aluminum trailer, just scratching it, it's just rubbing it, just scratching the hell out of the trailer. And when, we, when me and Dave first saw it, because standing in the shop, you can easily see it. Two gentlemen, two drivers did get that. They did pick that out, um, but I think they both discussed it together <laughs> and figured out that. I don't know about that, Jim, because I did have – you guys were out of town. I think it was your weekend off or, or – They were out Dave of was, Yeah, last that's week. That's what out, it was. Allison. And they came to me and they said, well, how do I tell Jim and Dave about that? I said, well, send them a text. And I think I had at least three people tell me that the tarp cable was rubbing on the side of the trailer. So two texted me, mm-hmm. Dave. I did. I did get two texts, and we always just look at it like you know, and and we you know, I got. I think there was you know a bad tire. The hoist is leaking. It's not sitting in the saddle. You know, there was there was quite a few other things that's that's wrong with it. One guy told me that the tailgate was loose, and that was Mikey. <laughs> i don't think he counted <laughs> right well he didn't he didn't tell the, the uh tarp cable wires so. that, oh that's tarp, true that's tarp true cable, yeah. that's true so it was a contest that everybody it, as a group and as a you know a family and that we do things together i think if i you know because there a lot of the drivers or everybody's got some pretty nice cars out in the parking lot and if I just took a wire and I just walked up and down your car, you know, how, how would you feel? Right. You know, it just, it just doesn't feel good. But it's okay that it just runs up and down that trailer. You know, and that goes, that goes for our shop, our wash bay, all the drivers, all of us, you know. It's just, just okay. And I can't, I can't imagine if you let me take a wire and just drag it up and down your cars. That That's how we look at it. But it, it's a personal item. Yeah, interesting you, know? you mentioned that because the other day, um, remember we had that one driver, he ended up banging on a brand new trailer on the outside of it. To bring, <laughs> yeah. So that I saw that trailer backing out of the shop the other day, man. I was just like, man, imagine imagine just walking up to that guy's car with a, with a two, two and a half pound sledge and just beating the crap out of it. It's the same exact thing. So... It is exactly the same. You know, I tell that story, and I know I've told it on the podcast. We talk about it. We had the one guy that ran a rock trailer, and we had barn doors, not the high lifts. And the barn doors are are labor intensive. They're not they're not mechanical. You have to go unlatch them on the side, 
and you have to swing this big ass heavy steel door out of the way and latch it on the side huh super dave they, yep. they suck they were big and heavy yeah, yeah they suck and, but and, your boulders came out no matter what <laughs> right <laughs> everything came out no matter what and this driver would get part of the way around and he just let go of the gate on the ramp that's that was his thing he just let go of the gate and you know swing the rest away all by itself and bang on the back of the tailgate and you know sometimes that just wears everything out just messes the mechanism out and and i was like why do you do that and he's like you know and he wasn't being malicious about it but he's like well what does it matter you know why and i'm like okay i said when we get to the shop tonight I'm just going to take your pickup and I'm just going to open, crack the, you know, open the tailgate, but I'm just going to drop it every time. I'm just going to do it like 50, 100 times. Just drop it. And I was like, because it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> and he's like, no. And he was just, he was just shocked. It was like, oh my God, I don't want my stuff done like that. So, and, and, he, and he quit doing it, you know, but that's, that's the thing, I guess, you know, we talk about and we go over it on the podcast and we're we're at what episode what are we on Jim? 91 91 we've talked about it probably well maybe not the first episode it was pretty short but we talk about doing the right thing you guys and you have to everybody has to recognize the other person and what they might be going through or feeling yep. so but yeah thanks for all the guesses the responses we get and and you know hopefully everybody's listening to the podcast but you guys need to check those tailgates. Not not a good thing if they're loose. That's that's the main item there. You know, you just said hopefully everyone's listening. So we've had a lot of ideas come my way anyway about how to get people to listen. Anything from a weekly quiz to, you know, all sorts of different things. So I don't know if we need to sit down and go through some of those ideas or not. But there's some good ones out there. Yeah, I guess the in all the conversations, Jam, I think the – the root of it is to be involved. I want people to want to listen to it. That's what I've told people. You know, that's just the, there's so much information and maybe it is the same every week, but you know, it's like reading the pledge. I read that every week and I get something out of it every time I read it. Sometimes you need to hear things every day. Yep. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of fluff. Okay. We joke, we, we talk for a couple of hours about life you know about all kinds of stuff the high road hauling and things but within that time there's a lot of valuable information that we used to convey during the safety meetings and we don't have those safety meetings anymore uh covid killed those meetings and i personally really enjoyed those meetings because it was a bonding time it was when you get to see everybody and shake hands or you know uh talk about the the day or the you know what happened the bronco game even whatever yeah but um now we don't have that so during the course of the day isn't it easy just to flip on the the podcast for a couple of hours while you're driving down the road it's not you know asking anything super extra you know it's just like okay well on wednesdays or thursdays listen to the podcast for a couple hours yeah ab absolutely super Dave. you'll yeah. get a lot of information a lot of tips and tricks and current events and all kinds of stuff yeah and there was a lot of controversy over the drivers meetings dave you know because it cost money whether it was cost yeah. money the time you know were you really awake we're holding you up in the morning you know how good a job did we do speaking to everybody mm -hmm. you know all, all the stuff and and it was to me this is the simplest and we've talked about it you know this is the 
This was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out to be a good really idea. Really good. Yeah. It's yeah. a win-win. Yeah. Some of the guys love it. And girls. Mm-hmm. All right. Next on the list, broken windshield for the win. What does that mean? So, got a call the other day. Uh, I was transferred to um, Benny Gonzalez over to me. He had told me a lady uh, pulled him over and said that he broke a windshield. I'm like, okay. And as I'm talking to Benny... She's calling in and she's talking to Randy. And uh, I said, Benny, are you, and he's a rubble truck driver. I'm like, are you loaded or are you empty? He's like, I'm empty. I was like, how's your tailgate look? He's like, it's clean. I'm like, all right, I'll call you right back. So Randy transfers the lady to me and um, I'm like, hey, this is Jam. And she's like, hi, I just had an accident with one of your trucks. So I'm like, you had an accident or you got your windshield broken? She's like, I got my windshield broken. I'm like, okay. Well, I just talked to our driver, and we're empty, and his tailgate's clean. Unfortunately, a rock or something probably got kicked up from the road, and that's a road hazard. Just like if a car drove over a rock and it kicked up and broke your windshield, you know, that's not the car's fault. It's not going to be our fault either. And she says, oh, no, you guys have to replace my windshield. And I was like, ma'am, I'm I'm really sorry, but you're just going to have to call call the police and they'll come out and we'll let them decide what's going to happen here. And I wasn't trying to be rude or mean or anything like that, but we get these calls, you know, if we're responsible, we're responsible. But if we're not responsible, we don't like forking over money for anybody's windshield. So she was a little upset. I, I almost feel like she started crying. She forgot to hang up the phone right away. But anyway, I called Benny back. I said, hey, Benny. She's going to call the police. When the police get there, please let them know that you're empty and they can look at your tailgate and see that it's not our fault. <clears throat> so Benny calls me like 10 minutes later. He's like, hey, she just got off the phone with State Patrol and they told her since we're empty and my tailgate's clean, she's going to have to call her, her insurance company. I'm like, okay. So I am not happy that this lady's windshield got broken by any means. I'm not happy that she feels that we were responsible. But I am happy that every once in a while, you know, the the truth actually comes out and we're treated fairly. So that was that was good. And the point of this is just because somebody says you did something doesn't mean that we're gonna be responsible. It's okay to fight for the truth. You know, we, we could have just been like, oh, sorry, we broke your windshield and paid for it, but we didn't. So, Yeah, that's the, yeah, just the, the description of the title, broken windshield for the win. It's not because we, we didn't, how do I put it? We feel bad for the lady. We that sucks. It's just like all the windshields we have to replace when right. we get broke. Yep. The deal is, just like you just said, Jam, is the win is, as Benny was empty, his tailgate was brushed off. Everything was good. We followed all the protocol, and it's and it's not our fault. It's right. just it's it's the right way, right? See, yeah. You know? Now, if that let's say Benny didn't clean his tailgate off, yeah, right. So he was doing it the right way, and if he hadn't, we might be buying a windshield. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Whether, yeah. whether or not it was an act of God or not. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the other thing is imagine if I call Benny, I'm like, you loaded, you're empty. I'm loaded. How's your tailgate? It's dirty. It's loose. You know, I've been, right. I've been meaning to write it up. I mean, we're probably going to buy that windshield just because oh, we I'm, didn't do our job the right yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know we'd buy that windshield, yeah. Jam. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if we broke it or not, I mean, the evidence is just overwhelming. We, didn't, we, we didn't do the right thing. Yeah. 
And we can't, how do you deny that? Right. You know? You know, just for you listeners to know the law, the law is, let's say a rock did fall out of our truck, right? First of all, one thing to know is rocks don't jump out of trailers, right? Especially, you got three-quarter washed rock in there. A rock's not going to just jump out of your trailer and fly and hit a car, right? Now, if you add some rocks on your top rail or something like that, maybe one vibrated off, that's possible, right? But the law, the way the law is written here in Colorado, once that rock touches the ground, it is now a road hazard, okay? If the rock fell off and hit a car or windshield directly, the law says we're responsible. If it hits the ground, the law says we're not. JFW does go above and beyond, and if we were leaking rock, whether it hit the ground or not, we're going we're gonna to be responsible. But, yeah, we just were not responsible in this case. Nope. So. No, absolutely. Good job, Benny. Thank you for taking care of that. Yep. All right, next on the list, the Coast to Coast competition starts August 7th. Right now we got three teams and 11 individuals with 25 total participants. If you participated last week and this week, right, because it doesn't start till August 7th, there is a $25 gift card being away to the most active participant on the app. So you're not doing it for nothing, <laughs> right? You still have a chance of winning a gift card. That's that's awesome. I, I, I didn't even know that. I hadn't, you know, part of the, the watch there, Jam, is I couldn't get it to connect correctly, uh-huh. um, you know, because of the, the JFW business Google account email. Oh. So I wanted to make sure it just didn't set. That's the reason I donated it, you know. But that was the other thing is, you know, it looks like I'm going to have to log my steps manually, so I'll have to start to remember that. But I, I would love everybody to get to do this, you know, more participants, you know, get out there walking. It's a beautiful time of year. I know it's hot out and stuff like that. But, you know, just just a few more steps might make everybody just a little more healthier because we all, I sit at my desk all day and you guys sit in the trucks all day. So yeah. so you get to log yours manually? Yeah, on the app, like if I have. So <laughs> I assume, I ask because I, I, I can see it, see it in your eyes there. You can cheat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally on the honor system there, right? <laughs> right? Right. Okay. Oh, I got 15,000 steps today, you know? So, yeah, I would, I, there's a couple more apps in there I'm going to look into it because I'd really like to do just have it done, oh, right. but it won't, you know, because my, my Samsung tracks the whatever app it is. Steps. Sure tracks all my steps and stuff but it it doesn't go into the app automatically so yeah, I, I gotta figure it out we were talking to mike bortz this morning he says he's gonna just put his on his dog's tail <laughs> <laughs> yeah he said he'd have to pet the dog a lot to, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to win though. That's funny. we used to have that problem with the humana um exercise program with the fitbits right. i'll yeah. never forget al would drive all the way up to like craig every day and he would have like seventy-five thousand steps <laughs> because he would just rest his arm on the oh, arm rest on the truck and it would just sit there right, and bounce, just vibrate, vibrate, counted yep. them as steps yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that yeah i do he, remember that he yeah. was so happy <laughs> oh he was he was uh, and Al was not one to exercise. No, <laughs> no he not at all. He wasn't getting a lot of real steps, <laughs> nope. was he? Yeah. Yep. All right, let's see here. Monday, 814 and Monday, 821, we are doing biometric screenings from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on both days. This will be done at the training center. Sign-up details will be coming up in the next few weeks. I do have a flyer here. Let me see what's on the flyer. <coughs> 
Excuse me. All right, Banner Health, JFW Trucking, Blood Draws, and Biometrics. We already told you the times. So what it includes, it includes a lipid, a lipid panel. That's going to measure your total cholesterol, high-density lipoproteins, low-density lipoproteins, and triglycerides. That assesses your risk for cardiovascular disease. Then they do the hemoglobin A1C. This measures your blood sugar uh, and could indicate whether you got diabetes or not. And then uh, the biometrics includes blood pressure screening with the registered nurse, weight and self-reported height for BMI calculation and body fat percentage. So, yep, keep your eye out for that. You'll want to drink plenty of water before you have your blood drawn. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know here, here again, you know, some of those questionnaires we did, you know, of what I think one of the questions was, you know, does put it bluntly, JFW care about your health, right? I mean, that, right. Was, that was the basic thing. I mean, this is all part of that we, we get uh, kind of a free service from our insurance company, health insurance company. And, and I just think this is so important, you guys, to go ahead and check your, you know, your weight, your A1C, you know, how your, how your heart's doing, your blood pressure, all that kind of stuff. Because in some of the screenings in the past, we've caught a couple serious things. I think one of it was um, you know, diabetes and how he, how the person was feeling and stuff like that. And then, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different stuff that can be caught. So please, you guys, we've, you know, two dates there, the 14th and the 21st of August. Um, it's going to be from 5 PM to 7 PM. So we made it late enough. They're coming out, you know, after hours for them to help you guys out. It's, it's important. You know, there's a lot of people that care about your health in the health industry and, they're taking the time to come out here between, you know, five and seven. So take a few minutes either night. You know, I'm sure everybody wants their their screening done right at five o'clock. Well, you might just have to hang out and do it at five thirty or six or six thirty. But please, everybody that that's you know listening, not listening, pass the word. I think the screenings are very important. I, we just you know talking about my dad and and the lung cancer. I mean, he had pneumonia. They caught the spot when they did an x-ray on his lungs for the pneumonia. And it's just that same example. You might have something serious going on that's caught by the screening and, and can save your life. You know, I know Super Dave can tell the story. He went in for a simple eye exam, and, and the guy's like, I don't know what that is, but something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. and like I needed a w- <laughs> new glasses, so my glasses were all scratched up. <laughs> right? So like a week later, you were getting... I'm going to call it surgery on, on your tumor on your Pretty eye. Close. Right, yeah, Dave? It was fast. Weeks. Yeah. yeah it was in, within two weeks, I was having surgery on my eye. You know, and that's just a normal OI exam. So that's mm-hmm. how important things are. And, you know, 99% of the time, you guys, they're not going to catch anything. Yeah. They just, it's, you just get your blood checked. Yep. It, it's always good to, like, do that, even though you think, ah, oh, this is stupid. You know, it's uh, not. No. No, you know, I guess look that's... at uh, you know another great example is the Nine News Health Fair, and how many things they catch because they they do like a hundred thousand people. All good stuff. Absolutely. <clears throat> Next on the list, we're going to talk about checking oil. We had uh, we had a change of truck drivers the other day, and one truck driver discovered that the oil wasn't even on the dipstick in the junk in the truck he jumped into. That's a problem. It, it, that is a problem, and I think. Most of the trucks are probably new enough that you don't have to add oil to them that much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're, for one thing, you should be checking the oil every day, you know, and then, to, and, and then to get a, 
you know, somebody to jump in somebody else's truck and find out it's, you know, and I believe it was below the stick, right, or not? It wasn't even, even on the stick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not good. If you, get, get, if you let it get that low, you're just not checking it. No. Probably you, not even once a week. Yeah. No. You know? No. So that no. is part of Probably a, in over a month. You know? yeah, yeah, Dave, with the the way the engines are, they just don't use that much oil that mm-hmm. I that I know of. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of them, they, they just find a point they like to run, and that's a lot mm-hmm. of times like in between a low and a high mark. It could be halfway in between there. doesn't mean you need to add oil, you know, because if you're adding it to get from a half, halfway up the dipstick to the full mark, yeah. it may just run through that and get back down to the half. You know, when it gets to the add line, that means you need a gallon, throw a gallon in it. But to not even be on a dipstick, that's just negligent. Yeah, that's not. That person's not doing their job. Nope. Nope. Not at all. And it's, I'm, thank you for the person who caught it and yeah. brought it to everybody's attention so we can talk about it. Because yeah. it's, you know, you get in a routine, you, you trust things, you trust it's full of water, you trust that yeah. it's got oil in it. And it's it one, of our, one of our new guys, David Olson, is the one that caught that. So oh. good job, David. Good. Yeah, thank yep. you. Uh, next on the list, let's keep our speed down in the red lot. Scooby and Dustin and Casey, they spent a lot of time back there making it nice. We did give them a shout-out earlier. But just because it's not bumpy doesn't mean go speeding through there. Plus, the faster you go, if you got to get on your brakes, that'll, that'll push it down. You know, you can end up getting those potholes back quicker that way. So. Uh, absolutely. And it, it, it it's like nothing that the speed's not been out of control, but the now you can go faster <laughs> right. and we can't, you know, we don't want to. Um, and it just reminds me, you know, the, of the speed of stuff in the trucks. Um, I, I should have wrote it, should have remembered easily, but you guys just brought it up that me and Dave got to go to the Allison plant last week. And one of the companies that we were there with was a logging company out of uh, Montana. I think they were located in Montana um, area. But they have a system that they've been do- using on their trucks for, I don't know, I'm going to say two years now, but it's an auto inflation system. So the driver can actually pull off the highway, hit the switch, and lower all his tires, truck or truck and trailer, um, to like, let's say, 30 pounds or 40 pounds. And that's their off road mode. Mm. And they've went to doing probably three or four rear ends a year to one wow. is all they've lost and that's because of the traction the lower pressure mm. tires gives them and uh and no shock load because they're not spinning right um they've also eliminated on so many roads of having to be pulled that they can easily pull it because of the footprint of their tire and the mm. low tire pressure but something i found interesting and the reason i'm bringing it up on the on the red lot and our dirt area same over on 23 when we fix a spot is they would have to bring equipment in to blade the dirt roads all the time um, because of the washboard and the traction. You know, you're hopping over it, they'd lose traction. So lowering the air pressure in the tires, they don't have to have the roads bladed anymore. Wow. Cool. There is no washboard, you guys. So, and if there is washboard, obviously they got traction. Right. And and now they're not making washboard with lowering the tires. Mm. And the drivers love it so they're not they're not beating themselves up and down nice. on the dirt roads and the traction and all that stuff. And you know, the only 
only thing we've ever heard and we kind of ask and they said it just doesn't take that long and maybe the systems have gotten better is to air the tires back up how long does it take but even if it's you know 15 20 minutes running down the road once you get to the highway or just before you get to the the highway you flip the button and air your air your tires back up and so i'm bringing that up speed is going to ruin that lot over there so the slower you can go with no throttle no wrapped out in first gear just idle through it the the yard's going to last a lot longer it's a it's a proven fact you know the people that are able to air their tires out and and it's 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 done by your tires being full of air and speed it's all it is to it sounds like a wheeling trip yeah yeah exactly that's what it reminded me of. i was so interested in it jam when because i remember the first time i went wheeling i didn't let any air out and it was like oh my god this sucks you know and the next time we went with stingray and stingray was like oh we're gonna air out or air down i'm like what (laughs) you know then we aired down he's like you know and I, i was like i was thinking like you know 30 pounds or something like that and you know he'll probably correct me or whatever but i think with a set of bead locks and and i even without a set of bead locks We've lowered them to what, 12, 15 pounds, Jam? We've, we've, we've ran. Because it scared me and you. We're like, we're going to only have like 10 pounds in our tires? Yeah. But what an amazing ride and the traction. Yeah. You know, like like we joke, we'd, we'd ask guys, what? Oh, you're having to use four wheel drive? <laughs> yeah. I'm still in two wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Two wheel drive and a flat tire, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Sounds wrong. Right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jesse Baeza sent me an article from the Fort Morgan Times, and it says, Tuesday's press release stated that the operations developed after citizens reported their concerns about possible overweight trucks avoiding the Fort Morgan point of entry and possibly using alternative routes to access I-76. The July 23rd, or excuse me, the July 25th, Safety operation between Morgan State Patrol Troop and Fort Morgan's Port Entry will affect Morgan County from Brush to Wiggins on I-76, along with adjacent state and county roadways. Per the release, many commercial vehicles bypass the Port Entry to avoid fines, penalties, and company rating safety rating impacts or delaying their route. These tactics are done by sacrificing safety on Colorado roads. The first goal of this operation is to contact those commercial vehicles failing to stop as required at the port of entry. The second goal is to contact commercial vehicles that routinely routinely travel routes around the port of entry and access I-76 further west. The final goal is to contact commercial vehicles carrying hazmat on non-designated hazmat routes, oftentimes with overweight loads. So... Uh, it's, that is spot on. I mean, the only thing that I would have to say to that is, you know, that's the reason we harp, harp on the cooler stuff, right? Yep. You know, you, everybody wants to run out 76. It's the fastest way out there. But to go out there and just go around the port, that's not a good decision. Now, if you're not, if you're going to go out there and be on the secondary and go stay on the secondary, that's totally legal. You're, you are avoiding the port, but you're running on a road that's allowed 85,000, and you can do that. You know, just running up to the port and getting off, that's not thats not the good way to do it. You know, that's not <laughs> thats not what it's made for. That's the reason we harp on our, when we have an overweight permit, you do not get on an I-road. Yep. It just does not happen. Or we'll, or we'll, if we catch you, we'll pull your permit. Yeah, overweight permits have nothing to do with the I-roads. Mm-hmm. It's, 
No. It doesn't give you any other privilege <laughs> that anybody else has. No, and to get clear out to Fort Morgan and not be on an interstate, <laughs> what is that? That's a bummer. An hour longer, <laughs> probably? I'd four, say at least. At least, yeah. least, you know, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to do it because you got overloaded or you get overloaded. Overaxle. Yeah, overaxle. that's probably the most common. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, you know, that's pretty tough doing the cooter saying not to be over on an axle someplace. That's mm-hmm. It's not the easiest yeah, thing to do. that stuff moves as you drive. Right? Yeah. Abs- absolutely. But, yeah, great, great piece from the State Patrol. They're absolutely correct. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that right we got to do it the right way no and thanks for jesse for bringing it to our attention yes uh let's see i did get another text message from paco about the trades for the community he wanted to give us an update and he says good morning guys a little update on trades for my community as of right now we have the master's apprentice program coming they have electrician carpentry plumbing and hvac and they are all free trades We have culinary arts, pipe fitters, Union 208, and we will also have someone from the housing department that will give out information on how to get a CDL for free depending on your income status and still working on getting more people. I want to thank everyone that has helped and everyone that could and and everyone that couldn't also. If you're still waiting to help, we are trying to have all the money by August 2nd. Our ministry got invited to the Denver Days, which is an event for Denver, and would like to introduce the paid truck driving school. As of right now, we're at $29.50 over a $4,000 goal. Everyone's invited if you have family members that you think would benefit, or if you're just hungry, come on by. We're still looking for volunteers to help out in different areas, such as setting up, serving food, and cleanup. If you're interested, we could get you the information on how to sign up. And as always, if you or anyone you know needs prayer, come by. Flyers out the office. And like Ray Ray says, much love and respect. Hope this one's on time. Ha, have a blessed day, brother. So <laughs> there you go. Um, also, if you are, introduced, are, are interested in donating, you could just text NHMCD to 77977, and then there'll be a drop-down. You could select Trades for My Community, and that money is designated to go towards this um, uh, event. So. Yeah, good cause to help people feed their family. Maybe that's what I was trying to spit out, you know, yeah. before. That's just a good deal. And I, I want to, uh, Paco, I was going to call you and and just discuss it with you. And Anne, since you're here, I was going to talk to you. <laughs> I mentioned it to Jam yesterday, but I was wondering if we could have a bunch of the coloring books printed up and oh. just donate them for the kids sure. to be given out. Um, I know it's, it's it's coming up. We need to get get that done but i was going to ask paco if that was okay or if they could use them you know for the kids i'm sure yeah. they have a kid area or something going on i mean there's all uh, there's always a bunch of kids at these events sure so i think sure. that'd be cool sure yep but yeah you know they say you know give a man a fish he could feed him for a day teach him to fish and feed him for a lifetime and that's what paco's trying to do here is yeah. get people to realize that they could get involved in a trade and, and change their lives so yeah there's a there's another so true of a quote i mean, yep. I mean exactly. the basics yep. yeah exactly who said that quote mick walker, mick oh, walker. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he had a lot of quotes it was Dave. probably uh one of those old chinese guys right <laughs> bruce lee bruce lee <laughs> you know they had a they had a 
they had a deal on him the other day, Jim, just on Sunday morning about Bruce Lee, and they had his daughter on. And she goes, no matter, everybody knows who Bruce Lee is. Huh. Even the young people, the old people, just huh. what a... What an icon he's turned out to be so many years later. We'll have yeah, to ask he, Oswaldo. He died young, 32 years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have to ask Oswaldo. Yeah, because he doesn't know a lot of the <laughs> stuff from previous generations. So. Right, right. Kung Fu fighting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have anything else for the discussion before we move on to our very special guest? I, I don't think so, Jim. I hope we didn't harp on anything and wasn't... Just I don't in, think so. I, I mean, feel like I might jinx us, but it seemed like a pretty good week last week. Pretty knock on wood, right? What have we got on the table? <laughs> <laughs> knock on composite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. we have to look forward to next week and say next week's going to be a really good yeah, week too. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Keep the keep the positivity exactly. out there. Yep. No, no bad weeks. No bad weeks. Yep. No. Well, we're excited to have Ann on. I've asked Ann a few times to be on the podcast, and she's turned me down. But uh, <laughs> thanks for saying yes, Ann. We appreciate you coming. You're welcome. You know it's just because I'm not a big talker. so Yeah, this is definitely a little bit outside your comfort zone, but so far so good. <laughs> uh, even though the podcast is new to you, Ann's been here at JFW for 11 years, and that's saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And a couple things I know that Ann's into is, number one, motorcycles. Number two, curling. So where do your passion for motorcycles come from? Um, Probably from my dad. Okay. My dad was a flat track racer. So I grew up on flat tracks, digging in the dirt, playing with soda pop lids, wow. you know, hanging out at the track when I was a kid. I didn't know that. So did, it, so did you flat track race? No. Okay. I so didn't. he did. It skipped a generation because Mikey didn't either. Yeah, right? Mikey didn't. And then Marshall's into it. Yeah, Marshall's into it. But then your is it your niece? Yeah, my niece. She's into it. Yep, she's and just starting, I guess. So she's at six, four, four years, five old? years old. Five? No. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. It's like Mike got her a little motorcycle, and she doesn't like the brakes so she's got a, go. yeah she's got a good future because she doesn't like the brakes and that's what flat track racing's about yeah, they, no they don't have no brakes <laughs> but even though you don't flat track race you do have a bike you do ride that to work on occasion i do i do i started during covid i decided that i am going to learn how to do this and do it on my own i've always wanted to do it so um i took that opportunity to take a class and Start doing it. Now I need a bigger bike. I was going to say, I think I remember you saying you wanted to upgrade. So what do you, what do you got your eyes on? Um, I have my eyes on a few bikes, but most of them are like more money than I want to spend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If it had nothing to do with money, what's your dream bike? My dream bike? Yeah. Oh, it's an Arch motorcycle. It's put out by Keanu Reeves and his, um, wow. his buddy who... Builds, builds them all from scratch. Okay, so money matters. How much is that bike? <laughs> 75000 Too much for me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> too much for me, too. <laughs> so what's your second choice? Oh, see, then I go down to a Ducati. <laughs> okay. And then, because the, I'm, I'm a different rider, I like to ride um, fast. What? So I don't do big and slow bikes. I do fast bikes. How fast do you like to go? I'm, I'm kind of a... 
Leadfoot. 120, 130? I was going to say 20 over. <laughs> well, the bike I have, that's why I need a bigger bike because my bike won't go over 65. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. That's right. a problem. Well, I can't wait to see what you end up with. And then curling, just so everybody knows, when we say curling, we don't need we, we don't mean bicep curling. Right. Oh, I thought she was into hairstyling. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so what what is curling then? Um, curling is the sport where you do on ice, where you're throwing the stones and you're sweeping the stones down the ice. Okay. And that is an Olympic sport. And then how long have you been curling for? I think it's eight years now. Okay. And are you headed to the Olympics? No, I'm not headed to the Olympics. <laughs> but I, I do have um, one of our curlers at the Denver Curling Club has uh, is a Paralympic curler, and oh. she is definitely on her way to the Olympics. She oh, participated wow. last Olympics and doing that. Um, the Paralympics, the wheelchair curlers are awesome because they don't get to sweep. So they ah. have to have... The throw of the stone has to get to the destination the first time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. So it's, so it's way harder. harder. Way harder. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. They should take away the brooms from everybody. Right? <laughs> it would change the game some more. But the sweeping's fun, though. Right. Yeah, the <laughs> sweeping, when you, when you watch them on TV and they're like, <laughs> as fast as they can go, is like yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. the aerobic part. Yeah. <laughs> What's the purpose of the sweeping, Ann? Um, the sweeping can do a couple things. Um most most of it is that when you sweep it, it's not to slow the rock down. It's actually to keep it going. At um, you can get up to four to six more feet if you sweep um, the stone down the wow. ice. So it changes where like it lands, reducing the friction on the ice by making it smoother. Or yeah, it can heat it up a bit, so you get that ah. kind of a little more glassy stuff but you can also do the opposite where you're you are um, scratching the ice in the opposite direction to slow it down and make it curl more okay Uh, wow i've been talking with you for years at lunch about your curling and i never knew any of that how long is the curling season um we curl during the winter mostly from Mm. september through they've extended it to now april and may Okay. Um, and then they're trying to do some learn to curls and beginning curling more in June and July just just to keep the ice up a little bit. Um, it's expensive to keep the ice cold during the summer. <laughs> right. The air conditioning gets a little overwhelmed, so sure. they huh. try to clean it up and take the ice out. And then how many events or yeah, how many events do you participate in a year? In that um, I like to do. Two or three bond spiels, which are weekends, you know, where you curl for two or three days and have a tournament. Oh, wow. Um, I like doing those. Um, and most everyone tries to do it. And then the next level is they try to go into other curling clubs, visit early other curling clubs oh, across the nation and in Canada. Wow. And go learn. Because every time you curl, you learn something from somebody. Nice. Well, if anybody's interested in sponsoring that, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> hey, do you happen to know, Anne, how old is curling the sport itself? I mean, You know, I believe it was created at the same time golf was created in the same area. Wow. Um, and has been going on that long. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I wouldn't I think just, it was Scotland. You know, I would think it would be more like in... 
Iceland. You know, by the Eskimos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Iceland, Iceland, that would right? create yeah. that sport. Yeah. You know, right? No, it was the Scot. It was Scotland that created it. And um, Rob's pretty funny, my husband, because he's always commenting how how the Scots are always creating sports that have to do with landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> What's another one? Right, sticks and holes and rocks and oh, <laughs> ice and. <laughs> That's I, I know the first time we went to, gosh, I think to see Holly's grandparents, Fortuna, North Dakota, or Crosby up in that area and all that kind of stuff, they had the curling centers. You know, it's more prevalent up there being so close to, to Canada. And, you know, that was 30-some-odd years ago, and I was like, what's a curling building or what? <laughs> curling what are we what are we doing in that building you know yeah. holly's like you don't know what curling is i'm like uh no yeah i passed by one there there's one curling building you probably know where it is and I, I feel like it's a little further south you can see the one off sixth avenue i think maybe, the one that, maybe it's mm-hmm. out yeah off it's of sixth one. avenue and you know the first time i passed it i actually checked in on facebook to the curling center and i was like buys <laughs> doing buys today I got another question for you, Ann. So, you know, bowling balls are essentially synthetic. They're made out of plastic. Are those really stones you guys use, or are they synthetic? No, they are actually granite stones, and they all come out of one quarry. Really? Um, It's all, that's the only place they come out of. Wow. um, For everyone's curling stones, and they weigh 40 pounds. Wow. It's heavy. Where's that quarry at? Um, I can't remember right now. And is it just dedicated to curling? Yeah, that's they it's some rule written in something that all stones come out of there. Yeah, but does that place use their stones for other things I'm asking? Yeah, like oh. three quarter concrete rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or do they dedicate it like, hey, we need to save every stone for curling? Well, you know, I'm not sure. I would think they'd just have part of it dedicated to it because I can't imagine there's that many stones out right, there. Right. Do they wear out? Um, I think eventually um, they do actually sand the bottom of them when they start getting a little worn they get a little rounder yeah so they'll sand it down and i've heard it called done called to do that but um that just sharpens the edge so that it catches the ice a little bit so it'll curl ah Ah, okay what do do you mean by curl i'm looking up a stone right now what do you mean by curl what does it mean when the stone curls well you know a lot of people see it because they'll see it in even bowling or in shuttleboard you know you throw it down and then right at the end it curls oh yeah that's the whole game is how do you get it to curl around the, the guard stone and get into the house well it definitely looks like granite for sure it's totally granite yeah, yeah could you imagine having that i mean i, I doubt they're making a million dollars because there's probably not that many of them but i make the only curling stone basically in the world mm-hmm you know? <laughs> Right, I mean, that's, that's a work. that's a that's a calling card. Yeah, like a Stradivarius. Huh? <laughs> right, right, absolutely. I'm looking at the prices. I mean, I'm seeing anything from like 188, 276 dollars. Yeah, does that sound about right, Ann? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, in order to have a curling club, you got to invest in, in stones, in right? The stones. Yeah. And that's, yeah. How interesting. You know, sixteen stones per sheet times four. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and it is the uh, off Sixth Avenue. That's where I curl at the Golden gotcha. in Golden there, the Denver Curling Club. And then we just opened up one in Colorado in Lafayette over at Rock Creek, right across the street from the Lafayette plant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a brand new one. Nice. So now Colorado owns two. Very cool. Dedicated Col- curling. The, the state owns it. Well, not the state, but oh. 
Colorado has two dedicated um, curling centers. That's awesome. like it's moving go, south. Like we can go to Wyoming and kick Wyoming's butt. Yeah. Right, Colorado. Nice. <laughs> I like to do that. Any other hobbies, Anne? Or is uh, that and I do. I watch lots of movies, old and new. <laughs> I'm big into movies, and then okay. anything with dance, oh, jazz, well. and ballet. I'm all over it. Got it. Very cool. Yeah, I think I've heard stories that you used to dance in high school and you would kick harder than Mikey or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, or your squats were better. My my squats and my leg presses right. were beating all the football guys. They were pretty annoyed with me. <laughs> that funny. and your daughter, Grace, she's a dancer too, right? Yeah, Gracie's yeah. dancing. Nice. She's yeah. teaching dance right now. Oh, wow. Yep. How old is Grace? Gracie's 21. Oh, okay. Wow. She still live with you guys? or No. Cool. No. She's got her own little apartment. Nice. All grown up. Hi, Dan. So you were a career graphic designer. You still do all of our graphic design stuff. You've done anything from freelance graphic design to you were a senior graphic designer at Nestle. I saw that on your LinkedIn yesterday. I was like, what? That's that's pretty cool. Uh what what was your attraction and JR asked this question, what led you down that path to graphic design? Where did that passion come from? Um, I've always been drawing, even as a kid. I drew and colored. I I colored coloring books forever. Um, but part of it came from the um, my grandpa Peterson. He's very creative and uh-huh. he did some paintings and some um he was mostly into woodworking and stuff like that. Gotcha. But then um my dad similar working in woodworking and all that, but also did photography. Mm. So in high school, I got introduced to dark rooms and photography and wow. that whole world. Um, so it's always been something around me. Uh-huh. Um, but I went to college to CSU as a math major because I didn't know what, <laughs> what I was going to do. Uh-huh. And then I decided I'd take a drawing class just to kind of have some fun at school and not do math all the time. Sure. And then I discovered that there's this thing called graphic design. Uh, and I went, uh-oh. And so I took a class, couple classes, and then I call, had to make the call to my mom and say, Mom, I'm really liking this graphic design stuff. I'm going to switch my major to art. Uh, <laughs> and she went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she went, that's okay, but do a math major. I mean, math minor. So go. I was like, oh, I can do that. So you're still good at math. <laughs> I'm the logic linear part of me is really good at it. Theoretically, it. I'm lost. Gotcha. Okay, so <clears throat> we were joking this morning, Jim and I and Jr. Like graphic design back then was actually like graphic design because now there's like so many apps, even on your phone, that you know people with no skills could actually do some stuff. You were doing graphic design when it was like yes, different. Yes, 1985 is when the Apple computer came out, and it was one of the first that had started doing desktop publishing. And so um, it turned out that my math skills, which got me into computer classes and my art classes, um, enabled me to be one of the first people on the Mac doing desktop publishing. Oh, wow. I joke with her, she still has the same Mac from 1985. I, I do, I, actually. I, here you go, it's not working. <laughs> she has to trick it to work. Oh, that's funny. 
Uh, what, do, what do you think about where the industry's gone? I mean, I, and I know you don't do as much graphic design now, right? But I'm sure you're keeping up on stuff like, how do you think the industry's developed and what do you like about it and what don't you like? Well, it's totally changed because when I was doing it, everything, everybody had a newsletter. <laughs> Remember, everybody had a right. newsletter. Every corporation, everybody's passing out newsletters gotcha. everywhere. And that was the main part of the work that I did. Oh. Um, but at that time, uh, it was right around, I think it was 87 when Adobe started. And mm. that's when Photoshop came out and oh. Illustrator. And, you know, everyone loves to Photoshop stuff. and. Right they were that program pretty much kind of changed how everybody thought sure and did photography and mm. um that industry um but you know with the development of the internet and then everyone going to websites and now to apps on your phone it's totally changed and become um totally dedicated to electronic uh, you know everything's all electronic digital. it's not physical anymore yeah so um that's that's been really interesting to watch change and transform mm -hmm. but then even now you know it's changed into artwork is now an nf nft you know where what is the, that um NFT. the nfts are the um, digital art now that mm. are when they're bought and sold the original owner still gets royalties off of it oh wow you know which is changing the art world because the art world once you once the artist sells his art, he never gets any money from that art ever again. Ah. But now the NFT's coming in, and that's what the goal of it is, is huh. the original owner or the original creator will get money every time it's sold. So Wow, interesting. Like songwriting or, or yeah. you know, the recording artists. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. So that's going to change some stuff, I think. Okay. And what is, uh, I know, uh, are you still active <coughs> with Red Moxie? That's your own... Okay. Yeah. Is, is red moxie is that a color it's, am i um, saying it right or is it moxie? it's moxie red moxie yeah um yeah moxie's a word that <laughs> was the name of my first schnauzer <laughs> <laughs> That's we had, deep. <laughs> yeah i had a miniature schnauzer and moxie kind of stuck uh -huh. and then um i've always liked the color red in a way and then i just kind of put the two together and that became my design company gotcha when i was freelancing gotcha and do people still approach you for for freelance work? Oh yeah, all the time. Do you have yeah, to turn yeah, we people? we do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, and so all of all of our T-shirts have been designed by Ann. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And like, I mean, when you look at them, I mean, I I really love the truck rodeo shirt. Mm -hmm. I love the pinstripe shirt. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the one with the loader dumping. I mean, they're all really really good. Ann is a is a great graphic designer. So yeah, yeah. I think that. the I think my favorite, but it was early on, was the the Blizzard T-shirt. Oh yeah, the, oh, Blizzard. the Blizzard. Yeah, that was a good one. Huh. Yeah, with the snowplow on the truck. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Dave wearing it. Today. <laughs> the Blizzard Squad, right? <laughs> the Blizzard Squad, right? That was a great snowstorm. It was a great snowstorm. <laughs> no funny. power here for three days. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So we had chain enough to get from here to Golden. Yeah. Huh. So most of that was that all in California? Your design work, or um, well, yeah, because when I moved to California in '87, um, my very first job was screen print t-shirt shop. Okay. Um, designing shirts and working and that. Was that in Sherman Oaks? Was that the first one? Or? No, the first one was in Torrance. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I saw Sherman Oaks. I, I stalked you on your LinkedIn. Yeah, you stalked me. Yeah, uh, and I saw Sherman Oaks, and I had some relatives that lived in Sherman Oaks, and I spent like three weeks out there one time, so that name always just sticks in my head. What made you leave the graphic design world and come over to JFW? Mikey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he held the gun to your head? Or? No. <laughs> he, um, I guess it was when, uh, was it Lydia? Lydia. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't it? Was it's Lydia. been 11 years since Lydia yeah. was here? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Because Lydia was the uh, other office person doing all the billing and payroll mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just up and left oh, wow. for some, I don't know. Everyone was confused. Yeah. And stuck. yeah. So Mikey, Mikey goes to, to <laughs> I don't know if he went to Linda or something, but he was like, hey, my sister can help because she's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> the artist life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like not doing anything <laughs> i've got a 40 50 hour job freelancing and <laughs> right right but yeah. um yeah i came in part-time doing data entry okay for um for jfw for like two or three days a week and then the next thing i know that that took over how long were you part-time i don't know it was a couple years maybe yeah okay. yeah maybe and then we just kept asking more and more and more and yeah okay yeah. and then when did you let the cat out of the bag that you can do art and graphic uh, design? I've always kind of do that. I actually did their first website. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> the oh, okay. very first website. So before you even worked here? Yeah, I yeah. was doing that on the side. Nice. Awesome. Okay. Uh, any regrets for leaving the graphic design world to come work at JFW full time? No, <laughs> not at this time. Because um, the industry's just changed so much, mm-hmm. and it's so much... Um, tied to programming um websites and stuff like that it's a lot more programming and not so much design gotcha it's like different things because they want things to function and be user friendly and that's Mm -hmm. all in the programming world so the design part of it um has kind of changed and a lot of the websites that are developed and built are like they have a template and right. they kind of steal that template and they just throw some stuff in there and say done you know and right. there's not um the creative process to that is way different it's been dumbed down a little bit there's yeah. some genius behind the scenes yeah. that created a template and it works. made the functionality where you know me and jim we talked about um uh, the squarespace platform and mm-hmm. it's exactly what you're describing when I talked to Erica about it, she explained it as, yeah, Squarespace is for people who don't know how to build websites. But the end result is you have a website. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's really plug and play and the apps all work together and stuff like that. So I could see where it's taken the uh, the professionalism out of it, I guess. You know? Well, yeah. it's really the creativity. The creativity. You know, when you, um, even when I was working at Nestle or Huerta doing... Um, the packaging design and ad ad design and stuff like that, you really had to do um, these challenges. And one of the challenges that happened a lot, especially at the design studio, was they'd come in and say, okay, we've got a new client. Okay, you five designers have two hours to create three logos. Go. Wow. And then the three logos... After two hours, we'd sit down, judge them all, pick the top three or four, depending Mm. on where everybody went. And then those top three or four, they got to go on to 
the next phases of those logos sure. until eventually one designer had the one logo huh. and then they got you know that logo then got to be placed on everything, everything. right wow. so that became their job was then now to reinterpret that logo onto business cards letterhead trucks advertising huh. you know packaging very cool you know so it was kind of an interesting creative challenge to make your brain go fast and quick and make something <laughs> right. no memorable, right? No pressure. Huh. And what all do you do here at JFW besides make our awesome t-shirts and challenge coins and anything <laughs> design related? Um, those are the fun things and the little things I do, it feels like, because right. they spend most of my time doing the AR, which is the accounts receivable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take all the money in and make sure that the clients or customers are paying us correctly. Mm-hmm. And then I also do the reconciling of that. So imagine yeah. all those tickets that everybody brings in. I got to make sure that Brandon paid us for all those tickets. Wow. So And then paid us correctly, which normally they do, but I still got to make it right in the system so that it's all accurate. Yeah, and that's not something you want to get complacent about, that normally they do pay us right. Because right? when they don't, then what? Yeah. yeah, and it just it just happened to work the other day. They've overpaid us too, Jim. There's oh, a big wow. deal there that you don't get so far, and you know Brandon happens to notice that you know oh, and yeah. caught it on. They double paid us on some tickets, right? And you know, and ends you know going, hey, we we got this you know caught, and that that builds that relationship. Oh man, you know? that's that's so great. You know, to go to a customer or a vendor or whoever and be like, hey, uh, you overpaid us. Let's make it right. Yeah. It's trust. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a it's two-way. And yet, for, from my side, not to interrupt you and Ann, but yeah, I mean, pretty much anything we ask, Ann, is, Ann, right. Ann has become a part of, you know, you know, for me and Dave, I know she just helped with some some bidding that Linda was doing and and working spreadsheets and stuff like that in Excel and, and putting some stuff together. I know she watches the... Uh, the high road hauling and different stuff like that and uh, all that kind of stuff jam i know you know how many fingers i I know she's spent time in dispatch as well so if there's any questions with you know axon or yeah all that stuff she's she's an expert at it so definitely a valuable player here for sure and you share you share an office with jim so that's got to be a little nerve-wracking (laughs) <laughs> nerve-wracking <laughs> i don't know if that's the word <laughs> at least you have more room in your office with jim than i do with my office and dave <laughs> right right yeah i don't know how you do it super dave because i can't even have somebody stand behind me at my desk your brother mikey he'll come around like i'll be pulling up a video and then i'm just like <laughs> he lo- he's made the room he loves to do that to oh, you jim. it takes like a split second he's behind me and i'm like he's what do you mean <laughs> so i can't imagine having brother dave just staring at the back of your head all day just like hopefully we well, solve that problem i, I don't think it. he's actually staring at my head Jim, but i've walked I'm by busy, and i'm busy I've working <laughs> yeah uh, hopefully we solve that in the new building it'll be yeah. awesome yeah Yep, you guys just had another meeting over there. Is any any headway? We did, yeah. We're doing some, going to be doing some uh, drilling and stuff for soils uh, reports, things like that. Nice. Um, we're waiting on some engineering, and then uh, yeah, just getting some more designs. So we've got we've got a plan to you know go to the city and do some rezoning nice. and stuff like that. So Sweet. yeah, it's uh it's exciting. It's just a slow process, right? You know, and the the killer thing, like we've talked a little bit, is 
you're just after making the right moves, like we're talking about the office. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, what's, you know, an office? Well, you want enough offices and you want them laid out right. And, right. you know, let's have a window. And what do we do with dispatch so it's not so crowded? And right. you're just trying to make the right moves. And sure. you draw this and you draw this and then you draw this. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, you just want it perfect. Yep. I've got to ask, Jim, I, overheard you guys talking the other day but are you worried about the zoning thing since you had so much trouble with adams county at the west yard not really because it's already got most of the proper zoning dave it's that there's oh i think nine total nine little pieces over there we're looking at seven it's that the seven are almost all different they're they're (laughs) they're one two and three is the is the zones and so like we need light to, industrial exactly like yeah exactly dave and we we need to make them probably we're going to go for a three is like heavy industrial that's the one that you know probably commerce city adams county they really don't like that anymore but heavy industrial you can do like oil refining i mean that's that's the kind that's the zoning it's okay in that that's what they're trying to take away in case somebody want to come in and go hey i'm in a you know i3 i2 and i or i1 and uh, i2 is you know probably i'd call a medium industrial and that's what we'll go for that allows us to do what we're doing so i think it's it's just replotting it basically i believe is what it's called super dave Mm. to get it it's not changing floodplain yeah exactly Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah you know and there's you know there is a little bit of the floodplain just a little bit on the corner of our property over there but that's not you know that's that'll be a little hiccup and we'll get past that you know because because the weird thing is you guys you know and it's hard to remember when we talk to everybody not to get off in the weeds here but the road is our road you know when we give the other people right-of-ways well it's zoned i2 the road (laughs) the road you know and we're like well would you know i2 what are you going to do on the road you can't build a building but we want to we want to incorporate it into the other pieces of property nice yeah And how can we make your job easier? And when I say me, we, I mean everybody at JFW. Oh, um, I was thinking about that, and it occurred to me it's actually fairly simple. Um, okay. Because <laughs> since I reconcile everything at the end, I'm the one that gets to see everybody's mistakes. <laughs> right. So the more accurately the tickets are entered, the more accurately the the dispatching puts in the rates and who it's billed to and all that kind of stuff, the easier it is at the end. Um, that 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 helps me. And it turns out when you think about it, it's everybody. You know, every truck driver that's entering in their tickets mm-hmm. to the dispatching group that's entering in the um the rates and mm-hmm. um getting everything dispatched out accordingly and then to even amber and joanne because everything's based off that ticket you know right. the billing of the customer and then the paying of the drivers um all that so the more accurate okay. that gets put in the better all right just got to pay attention to detail everybody what are some of the biggest changes you've seen uh, in the past 11 years being part of JFW? Um, well, of course, the number of trucks, because when I started 11 years ago, it was not, I think it was 28. Yeah. I'm not um, even sure we had crossed, or you were just about like, to cross 30, I think. Yeah, was it just 11? I don't know. It seems like eight, I, 18 yeah, or 21. I can't remember anymore yeah. as far as yes. when we went from... 15 to 20 or 20 to 25 right it just all blends together yeah 
that was a big one. And then um, the birth of the steering committee, because mm. that's made a big change in how things Absolutely. were discussed and talked about and decisions making. Um, the PTO program yep. was a big change yep. for everyone. Oh, yeah. That, cha- that affected everyone. And then the last thing I thought of was the color red. Because <laughs> when I first came here, the tr- none of the trucks were red. I think except Brother Dave's truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know where that came from. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny, a little bit off the subject here, but when we talk about the color red um, for mom's funeral or colors or announcements or whatever we they all ask about what's her favorite color you know and that's kind of what you you base the flowers off of and stuff and she was always in all sorts of different colors but as you get to looking into it you know her one of her colors favorite colors is red oh wow you know and we we got to looking at that and then there's a you know she was married in a in a uh, like a light lime green was like her carnations anyway oh, through the years but i think that's where dave got the red is really actually from mom got and it. it's like oh maybe that's that's the that's where the favorite red comes from so gotcha. yeah that's yeah. awesome when people ask i'm going to start saying it was mom's color so there you go, <laughs> there you go. i love that <laughs> make it up as we go that's a that's the easy answer <laughs> right and if you could change one thing at jfw right now what would it be you know, it's kind of a tough question, and it, it's something that I think it's always evolving and still evolving, and it, it's really that communication. You know, even even the podcast has evolved into this different kind of communication sure. um, to, to get to information to everyone as quickly as we can. But, you know, sometimes I think that there would should, could be some more old-school just – more direct communication as far as maybe even um, some more emails or stuff that actually mm-hmm. reiterates stuff in a different format. But because I often think, you know, some people are more auditory in the way they learn. Um, that's not me. I'm a visual learner. I need to see it and see it written down, and then it sticks better in my head. I can't remember who it was, and I apologize for this. So somebody just mentioned to me. In the last couple of weeks, there should be like a recap sent out via Paycom. You know, like a recap of the, the podcast of what was discussed. Oh, uh, like a, like notes yep. out of a meeting. Minutes. Just the highlights like of the it. Minutes. Yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But just the highlights. But the, the, highlights, yeah. the important yeah. stuff, you know what I right. mean? It's like. Uh, Everything on the podcast is important, man. Okay, and the dad jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Tracy. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And before we move on, is there anything you wanted to discuss? Um, no, I didn't really come up with much. No? Okay, well, please jump in as we keep going. Okay. Uh, we didn't have any questions from the audience. JR had that one question for Ann. I think we covered safety in the discussion, unless one of you guys have something else. Otherwise, we'll move on. Tips and Tricks from Ray Davis. And the title of his Tips and Tricks this week is Just Doing Your Job. We all know what is expected out of us. All of us were trained to do our job and do it the JFWA. What is the JFWA? It is doing your job to the best of your ability, taking the extra time to do it safely and to perfection, to take pride in yourself because we are the best. By doing a good pre-trip and most importantly a good post-trip, it ensures we will have our trucks on the road and be delivering the loads 
our customers ordered. Go the extra mile by coming in early to get that early load or by going to get that last load. Let's set our bar high and just do our jobs. Whether you're a driver or driver support of one of our badass mechanics, we face and overcome all that stands before us. Hope everyone is having a kick-ass day. And remember, safety has no blind spot. Let's sit up in our stools and never be fools. We are the JFW family. Much much love and respect always. Ray Ray 0013. He always puts slow below 13. We don't have that truck, but <laughs> I finally, I used to always just change it, and now I just entertain him. So. <laughs> That's his uh, handle for ghost writing or something. There you go. That's yeah. his tips uh, and tricks. Yeah. Chuck number. <laughs> what do you think of that, guys? Yeah, that that's uh, well spoken. It's it's what we try to do in in anything and everything. Yep. You know, I I'll probably massacre it, but I I was you know watching some other stuff on on TikTok or whatever it was on you know the self help kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there was an interview question. You know, was it is it money? Is it growth? Um, and he named a bunch of different things and, you know, most people, you know, just like when we talk about it, most people pick money is the most important thing in, in your life. And, uh, you know, the, the guy was, that was doing the talk said, no growth ends up, there's only one right answer. And, and I think he had four things. I wish I could do a better job telling you the four things, but he said, growth is the thing because if you pick growth, that makes everything grow. The money, you know, your, knowledge. the knowledge, your health, your family, yeah. all that kind of stuff is when you when you stop growing. And by growing, this this is what you end up doing. This is this is exactly what Ray's talking about. When you when you can do it right and do it repeatedly, you you grow, Absolutely. and and that's the important thing. Yep, I agree. On that note, speaking of growing and being amazing, Soup, you want to hit us with the high road hauling? Sure, thank you. Um, this week's going to be a little different. It's kind of posing a question to everybody. Mm. Um, and it's a question I bet you everybody's thought about. Maybe not, but it's a little bit on the philosophical side, I guess, right? So my question to you is, what does it mean to be human? Of course, the anthropologist in me would start out with our species origin, We evolved from several related ancestors that paleoanthropologists can trace back over six million years. We are one of the species of primate that emerged from the dry savannas of East Africa just over 100,000 years ago and began a migration that continues to today. Charles Darwin had one of the greatest insights into the human condition that any of our species has had, changing thousands of years of thought at the stroke of a pen. Yet he had nothing to say about how we actually experience being human. Really, I'm asking this question from a very different perspective. It's a question people have been asking for thousands of years. Priests and poets, philosophers and politicians, scientists and artists have all sought to answer but fell short, never able to fully capture the vastness of the human experience. Here are what some people have answered when asked, what does it mean to be human? To be full of self-doubt, to live in community and seek to be heard, to experience joy and be aware of it, a search to understand our inner voice, having relationships based on love and hate and sacrifice and anger. 
We can annihilate others. We can love. We can possess an enormous brain, but don't really know what to do with it. Being capable of great things and terrible things. To imagine both the likely and the impossible. To strive for a life beyond mere survival and food. To create a future heaven or a future hell. To adapt or go extinct. We set the world on fire to live in mystery. So these answers relate to human aspirations, emotions, social connections, cognition, technology, and our impact on the world. All are true parts of the human experience. But that still doesn't answer the question. Is being human the same as being another kind of animal, like a gorilla, or a bear, or a dog, or a mouse, or a snake? Okay, never mind. The necessities are the same. Eating, sleeping, mating, caring for your young. The human experience is a very complicated thing. Our story is remarkable, the greatest story ever told. And while it is the story of astonishing development for our species, it is also the tale of billions of individual lives echoing down the millennia, all of them full of hope and promise, fear and disappointment, each and every one contributing to our final answer. We, as, uh, as we discover more about reality, we continue our ascent into the insignificance, becoming a vanishing footnote in space and time, a speck of dust in the vastness of the universe. But to be human is to be at the center of our own universe, to experience life in all its colors and all its potential. This is what we want to celebrate with being human. The awe of being alive and the thrill of discovering what it means to be us, the greatest wonder in the world. So what is your answer? And the quote this week, the essential lesson I've learned into life is to just be yourself. Treasure the magnificent being that you are and recognize your first and foremost that you are here not as a being human only, you are a spiritual being having a human experience by author Wayne Dyer. So there you go. Mm. Philosophical action going yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, Dave. That's a, what is your answer? Yeah, mm. another, another thought. And I know, Anne, <laughs> you could appreciate the last paragraph about the uh, speck of dust in the universe. Right, Space yeah. and time, man. Totally. Space and time. Totally. Star Trek knowledge big time yeah big time final thoughts everybody and got any final thoughts for for the fleet um you know as always just be out there drive safe be confident in what you're doing and it'll all work out um and thanks for having me here absolutely you got any cool little projects you're working on for the fun little stuff that you talk about what do you mean Designing a coin, oh. making a new t-shirt. t-shirts. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I've got some brewing in my, brewing in the brain right now. T-shirts for t-shirt. Nice. We need a new t-shirt. I we think d- we do yes. need a new t-shirt. Yeah, yep. getting getting kind of slow on those. All right, we look forward to it. Soup. You know, I'd like to just tag along on what we touched on a couple different times uh, earlier in the podcast about doing your job to the best of your ability. Um, Everybody likes things that are well done. You know, everybody likes nice cars or, um, you know, a beautiful landscape, 
or uh, you know everything that's well done is appreciated but it's up to you to execute that perfection if you will and obviously nobody's perfect but it takes you as an individual to set your bar higher than what otherwise it might be so it takes effort to put forward that that uh a perfection of execution i guess so stop cutting corners stop saying oh well that's good enough and uh try to do that very best put that very best effort out there um eat with and not only at work but everything you do amen yeah Love absolutely it. absolutely yeah Big jim my my final arguments or closing arguments closing final arguments, arguments <laughs> here and stuff <laughs> yeah i think i just want to touch on that that growth part, you know, I've read enough stuff, and I know I mentioned it last week in the podcast, I believe it was last week's or the one before, you know, about the ability to change, and so many, when you get to a certain age that you just can't change anymore, a lot of setting your ways, and in and, and the growth, you've you've developed your habits, and can you change, and, you know, me personally, I think, I think I, that's a big challenge for me, is to continue to, to grow and learn new things, because it's, it's not that I don't want to learn a new thing, but you're you're stuck in maybe it's a little bit of tiredness. We all talked about the beginning of the podcast about being tired, and I think that leaves you un un not unwilling, but that that's the next step. Like you're talking about, Dave, that makes things difficult to do it the right way. You go to skipping because you're just tired. You're mm-hmm. you're a little wore out. And uh, one of the other things I ran across is that the. You know, when you when you find a quiet person or, or a person that doesn't have a lot to to say, that they're at peace. Those people are more peaceful than than other people. And I I just wonder about those people if they're not also just growing because they're soaking everything in. Oh, you know, yeah. they're just they're just watching and learning. You know, I think it was Ron that said he liked to to learn by watching other people's mistakes because he's, he's soaking it in. So Yeah, Ron did say that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just I guess my thought is just try to continue to grow and, and you know, prioritize and take care of your family, take care of, of yourself. That's so you can't take care of anybody unless you're taking care of yourself and everything else will fall into place. Yep. Um, this week, my heart goes out to some of our family members. We got... Quite a few people in the fleet going through some stuff right now, and I just wanted to tell them to hang in there. You know, you got a brightest season coming. You know, one thing's guaranteed, and that's that's change. So just hang in there, and I think there are brighter days ahead of you. And then, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to uh, episode 84. That was Paco's episode and uh, Trades for My Community Uh, movement he's got going on and don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find amra's mom and uh, everybody have a great day and a great week yeah and just before we move on to the creed jam i want to do thank ann for coming in today absolutely it was was a pleasure having you thank you yeah i learned a lot of i learned a lot about ann in the last 24 hours (laughs) (laughs) you stalker you i know i'm terrible the the quiet person that's at peace yes yes oh one more thing and um i just want to go back and i want to thank jfw and joanne for picking out 
uh, the wind chime. We had to put one of our dogs, Athena, down, and we got a beautiful gift from JFW, and I know Joanne's behind the scenes picking that out on behalf of the JFW family, of course, but it really touched me and my wife and my daughter, so thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely, Jam. I know I, I mentioned that everybody's thoughts, you know, for mom and stuff, but, you know, you guys got us a, a nice plant, and we, we got other gifts that are that you remind you of as that grows, even though we've lost somebody, they have something still growing something really comes good out of it so yeah thank you and ace for that and everybody else that's given their condolences and all the all the good cards and things we've received 100 percent. all right let's say the creed and get on out of here (laughs) right on together Together we we face and overcome all that stands before us together we are accident free together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right. Thanks, everybody. Be safe. Thank you. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a-truckin' down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load I hear there's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere so you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make, we gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes to lay it all out on the line We lay it all out on the line I see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road Those big, bright, shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Those big, bright, shiny red trucks Got the best drivers in town They got all the tools they need To keep that hammer down When they hit them scales They won't need to dodge them Won't need to duck them They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel truck in Keep that hammer down and keep that diesel truck in. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. They just keep them doors a closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling And those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down And pick up another load Get it off the ground
Keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load Breaker, Breaker 2-3, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome, and thanks for listening.